I told you what happened to Trigger, right? No. So he died in my parents because, like, it was the last week of finals my senior year. So they're like, we can't tell him for fear of it upsetting him. So they put his corpse in the freezer and then proceeded to forget it was there for, like, a year. I feel like I have heard this story. Didn't you, like, come home and, like, get ice cream and were like, why is my dead bird in the freezer? So I came home and was like, where's the bird? My mom was like, oh, the, the bird died and... We, we we put him in the freezer for you, and then we promptly forgot to bury him. And like a year later, I'm home for some vacation, getting like ice cream out of that freezer, and there's just the bird there. And I look at it and go, "Oh yeah, we didn't bury him yet," and just close it and yell, "Mom, the bird's still in the freezer." And she goes, "Shoot, I knew we forgot about something." So I then I'm back at work. Over a year ago. So I'm back at work like a week or so later. I go, I was home. Oh, um, wasn't bad. Uh, a classic uh, my family moment happened. Oh, what's that? Uh, we had a pet die a couple years ago, and we put it in the freezer so it wouldn't go bad so we could bury it with honor and shit. And, like, everyone at my lunch table <laughs> at work is like, what the fuck is going on with what he's saying right now? And I'm like, yeah, and we forgot to bury it for, like, a year, so it's still there. And, like, four people just push their lunches away from themselves. I'm like, yeah, we really should get around to burying the bird. It's right there next to, like, the frozen chicken and the ice cream. Like, just wrapped in, like, a shroud ready for burying. And, like, everyone's there looking at me like, wait, wait, wait. What do you mean you have a dead bird in cryostasis? So I'm like... What, this isn't a normal thing families do? This is a tiny oblong box in our fridge. <laughs> Not oblong, just wrapped in cloth, as is our way. <laughs> oh, that poor, poor bird. I, he lived a good life up until he died. And then he, he got buried under an apple tree, so he's now making alcohol. So that's how Drigger would have wanted it. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Wicked Awesome Cast. As always, I'm Charlie and I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend at fucking up these intros, Mr. Jeff, or Unvader Gur, whatever the hell he's calling himself these days. And we actually have a special extra guest. Uh, why don't you go and introduce yourself? Hello, for someone you don't know, there's someone you don't know. Use your well. real goddamn voice! <laughs> Hello, everyone. Name's, name's Joe, but people call me Deadly Joe, as, as Jeff would occur. Yep. He's been mentioned a couple times on the podcast. He's here because I don't know why, but Jeff has been pushing this, like, we should do an anime conversation podcast. And I'm like, I haven't watched anime since I was a boy. Or <laughs> the last time I watched anime, which was at least 10 years ago, I think. So maybe we should bring in some extra people. So Joe will be joining us this week. Yep, Joe's, Joe's here to offer some, like, here's some things that are relevant. And I'll be like, it all sucks still. So I've gone out of anime. <laughs> Charlie can make like arch back cat noises, and uh, the rest of us can have or can talk about modern day anime. <laughs> it'll, it'll be a it'll be a pleasant, typical discussion. Everything made after Ergo Proxy is shit, or a rehash of things made before Ergo Proxy. <laughs> <laughs> If you don't know what Ergo Proxy is, it's the anime that made me stop watching anime. Because I'm like, that was amazing. I never need to watch any of this medium ever again. <laughs> Ergo Proxy is not amazing. Parts of it are great. Well, yeah, so uh, uh, who wants to take their week first? Uh, Jeff or Joe? 
I can do it. Okay. All right, go um, for it, Jeff. So this weekend um, was another D and D week for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, <coughs> my, what? <coughs> Nerd. I know. I wonder where we'll find more of those. Um, so we had a bunch of friends over. Beer and pizza was had. It was great. Um, my ninja is continuing to actually be a ninja as opposed to being the laughing stock of the party, which he usually is. Just call him what he is already. Keep referring to him as Naruto. I know for copyright reasons no. he's not Naruto, but based on all the descriptions so far, he's just one fox demon away. Nope, he has a Batman cow. He's goddamn Batman. <laughs> I know who I rip off. <laughs> so he has a bat demon inside of him. Interesting, interesting. Is it a nine-winged bat demon? Uh, as someone who has so many avian friends throughout his life, I hope you know that odd numbers of wings don't work. <laughs> I'm sorry, based on your descriptions of your ninja so far, a not-working mythical beast is kind of a spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't written by Square Enix, though. <laughs> this is true. Um, but, uh... With a bunch of friends up, we wound up going around and trying to find a uh, magic store to go buy or to go to like a torment or whatever, or see what stores are actually up here in New Hampshire to go to. Turns out they're really far between each other. Yes, but um, one of the stores I went to was this really interesting store, and uh, they normally magic stores obviously contain things like comic books and you know magic and things like that this one had guitar amplifiers and electric drum kits and shit that sounds like new hampshire and and like then they had a whole ton of like retro video games and stuff and they had dreamcasts on sale and super nintendos and n64s and then playstation games and like all kinds of stuff they had a copy of conqueror's bad fur day and i was going to get it but they wanted a hundred dollars for it and i was like i'm not gonna do that you can just download that game off of the internet it's quite easy no no you can legally do it too it's part of the um rare remastered collection that 30 dollars for 30 games thing they put on on the xbox one it's in there like it's the full game is in there oh yeah that's easier than paying for the cartridge yeah um but what i did wind up getting is they had a copy of okami um, which is a game I never got to play as a kid. How's that uh, intro? That fucking, like, half-hour-long, unskippable intro? Uh, I don't have my PlayStation 2 year, uh, so I don't have it. Um, it's got a half-hour-long intro you can look forward to. I think I've played the game. It doesn't, or it has a tutorial level, but it's not a half-hour long. No, the like, there's an HD up-res, what's called a longer intro cinematic or something, and oh, it's I just the original PlayStation 2 game. There's yeah. no HD up-res. I don't remember. <laughs> it's... I, I remember that being one of those games where it's like, oh, finally I can play. <laughs> oh, this is what this game is? Okay. Yep. But I got that, and it was, uh... I found a PlayStation 2 Ghost in the Shell standalone complex game, which I admit is probably bad, but I don't know yet. I remember but that there game. was one that, uh... I remember one Ghost in the Shell game I had on my PSP that I believe was a port um, that may or may not have been there legally. Um, totally legally, wink, um, that I actually had a ton of fun playing, so I'm hoping it's that. Um, trying to think what else is it? Oh, other big news. So I finally did it, Charlie. 
You bought a PS4? I own a PS4. Yeah, yes! bitch. <laughs> I got the uh, Uncharted 4 one, complete with Uncharted 4. My roommate's supposedly going to buy a TV for us this weekend. We I, did a I deal. can I paid tell you how to not need to buy a TV if you want. I, I already have that because I can just use my computer monitor yeah. if I really want to. Yeah. But it'd be not... Or, it made sense to us that, you know, when the lease goes up, both of us have something to take our separate direction that neither of us feel screwed. Um, so we did that, um, and then we'll hopefully be able to see the amazing dermatology experience of Uncharted 4 and Nathan Drake's amazing pores. <laughs> it's a pretty good dermatology experiment. Um so that was probably the biggest things in my week. Other than that, just playing video games. Uh, this son of a bitch to our right made it to goddamn gold. Um, so now we can't. Or, he's so now we need to get a lot of our other friends up to silver yes. so that we can uh, all queue together again and have fun. Uh, so um, before we move on, Jeff, do you know who made Okami? Okami? Yeah. Uh, Shamrock Studios. Clover Studios. Clover Studios, yes. Do you know what else Clover Studios made? Could it be God Hand? It is the God Hand. Yes. The minute I saw it, I was like, no, it can't be. Uh, so, uh, I guess a little history. <laughs> so, um, the guys that were Clover Studios went on to make Platinum. So, the guys that made God Hand, Okami, also made Bayonetta. Bayonetta. <laughs> <laughs> yup. <laughs> Kamiya! Kamiya! I think they also made Beautiful Joe, if you're a fan of that game, but I... Yes, they did make yeah. Beautiful Joe? Beautiful Joe. Yes. With a V. So taboo. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Joe, or, I'll now pass it on. Joe, how was your week? My week was alright. Other than uh, playing the usual games, uh, as Jeff already said, I had, I had gold in, in League of Legends. I've been working on reviving my P- my PS2. Yeah, the reason why I, that it's all busted up. Apparently, my sister plugged it in uh, directly into a uh, converter, which is like three times the actual volts of a, a PS of a PS2 would require. Does, yeah, uh, three hundred volts. Out of three hundred volts, and busted every single resistor at once in, uh, inside the entire thing, thus melting the outside and some of the chips on the inside. So I had to spend. Let's say two months uh, slowly uh, replacing all the resistors and remaking the case. But, uh... <laughs> so, uh You're I, a patient human being. I got some questions for you. Yes. Is this your zen? First one is why. <laughs> it's, it's PS2. There's a bunch of them out there for, like, 50 goddamn bucks. <laughs> What, one because... Followed up by another question. Um, what what was your primary livestock you used for the ritual sacrifice required to resurrect a video game console? I I'm personally fond of chickens, as uh, we may have established already on this podcast. We've talked about once or twice, given my family's link to shamanistic practices in the past. I I'm not sure what they use in New York, though, where you're located. Is that like squirrels or the homeless or mole people? Nah, you usually have in the in the gutter. You just pull them right out. There's like billions of them. I've heard they don't bleed, though. Like, what's your filling the blood chalice to summon Golgoroth, the, the Lord of Slacking, to resurrect the game console? Per goblin at that point, like, and use a chalice or a pimp cup because it's New York City. Like, is is this like a Slurpee container or something? Or you need to burn Charlie's couch as an effigy to Golgoroth. 
You were right with the second one. I had to use a, I had to use a pen cup. The, the slippery cups were all out today, so. <laughs> but in, in general, uh, the reason why I got through all that is because it was a, it was an old uh, PS2 that I had since I was, let's say, eight. And I, and I didn't want to see see it go. Plus, my brother fucking intimidated me to uh, to try and fix it. Mm-hmm. So I proved him wrong. Bought like about twenty bucks worth of resistors and, and slapped it all together, and it worked. Play, play. Oh, holy hell! Yep. Good work. <laughs> As for the case, I'm, I had to. I'm cynically curious how long it will work for, but that's impressive. You got it working all together. I suspect like the entire innards to just be sand after a power short like that. We'll have to bust all the resistors on it. Well, you, you have to replace the the, the power uh, the power system as well. So. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, like, most of it was busted, meaning, like, you were like, I can fix these four things of plastic back into a console, I got this. <laughs> the case had to be replaced completely, so I decided to custom make a silicone case. Huh. Yeah. Very cool. You have to put some sick art on it or something. Flames, bro! Because <laughs> why not? F- Flames add, like, ten base horsepower at the crank, man. Oh, and make yeah. it go faster. Oh, yeah. exactly. they boost your acceleration, your speed, <laughs> dude. It'll take like point three seconds off your PlayStation 2's quarter mile. Oh yeah, point three seconds is the best. <laughs> it also speeds up the save functionality. And it oh is... yeah, if you can if you can speed up the time between when you put a disc in and when it actually lets you access the game. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, also, and as we all know. Putting flames on something makes it 50% more likely to have a hot chick look at it. <laughs> so next time you have a hot chick casually walking through your living room, she, she has a greater than under 50% chance of looking at it. This is some real Six Sigma shit right here. Uh, definitely. 50% of zero was still zero last time I checked, but... Hey, 50%... Of zero is still greater than zero. That's true. By fifty percent, <laughs> just don't divide by it. Really, just we're math joking by this it, week. Yeah. This is how far we've fallen. Episode fifteen happens. We bring on a guest, and we're making fucking zero jokes. <laughs> <laughs> still, still going. I think Progress we established made. there's a special circle in hell for us already. <laughs> Fuck you, I'm not going to hell no more if I have to hang out with you people. I repent. <laughs> oh, we'll see how it is. I'll get into heaven out of spite. <laughs> God's all into that shit, ain't he? I'm like repenting the shit out of this. <laughs> Motherfucker, I am mournful for my transgressions against mankind. <laughs> I really want to be there for that trial to just like see you defending yourself in court because I know to a degree like you could do it and it would be hilarious to watch to just like watch you run circles around some poor like angel like they give like some guy who's like okay now you're new at the whole law thing but I mean this guy's a fucking slam dunk like just take a look at him he's got a pirate hat on pirates are like notorious for being douchebags throughout history they steal shit they kill people like, this should be a slam dunk. So, Charlie, what do you have to say about the murder? Well, define murder. What do you mean define murder? I mean define murder. I mean, we use uh, Merriam-Webster down on Earth, but you guys need to ascend beyond that. We need to get into a 
We need to get into a better definition of murder and, you know, get to a higher, a higher understanding. Sir, I don't think anyone misunderstands murder. Yes, but you do, and that's why I think it's wrong that you're not letting me in based on that charge. As best as I understand it, in the afterlife, murder is synonymous with birth. Because it puts you into the afterlife, therefore I have murdered no one. Yes. Did the person wind up here who I murdered? No, then I have nothing to worry about. What do you mean you have nothing to worry about? You have us to worry about. Yeah, but he isn't going to come back and haunt my ass. Can you prove I murdered someone? This is the court of God. We can call any witness here. Do it! I dare you! Come on, motherfucker! Let's go! Then they bring in, like, the demon spawn of, like, I am the person that Charlie murdered. I want you to just remember for one second, demon creature, that if you say that I murdered you, I'm going to hell, where I will spend eternity with you, tormenting you. Must have been somebody else. <laughs> like, <laughs> Are you gonna believe a demon? That's racist. It's a demon. It's obviously a liar. Doubling <laughs> down on anti-demon angles, are you, Charlie, for your defense? Yeah. It's a character witness. <laughs> you gotta trust a demon over someone accused of murder? I am the victim here. I have You're never not... said that sentence before! <laughs> New life achievements. There's, you have to celebrate the moments where you say something you never thought you'd say while alive still. <laughs> Sorry to cut off your week, Joe. Man, I was so refined, to be fair. I was just closing out after that because that took up all of my week. <laughs> Other than that, I was just testing it out to see if it actually did work. Played, uh... Uh, Dragon Quest uh, Final Fantasy uh, 14, uh, I mean, not 12, what am I thinking, 14, uh, and Kingdom Hearts, of course. So long as we so can play those games, games, that's all I care. I actually want to ask a couple questions in all seriousness about this, because I am of the opinion that when a console dies, you push it off a cliff and go, so long, sucker, and <laughs> just kind of go and buy a new one or steal one or something. But so, I <laughs> Steal one? <laughs> Was there, are there like you see some person in the street carrying one on their arm and mug them. How do you think <laughs> That's I own your game plan? How do you think I own two PS4s? Uh, um. well, I it's you've trapped me because I know the answer to this. <laughs> one may or may not be stolen. One is most definitely probably stolen, not by me, but by someone else that I paid money for it. Yes. <laughs> Exchange goods and services for potentially stolen goods and services. Which I think makes me an accomplice legally, but... <laughs> Police, if you wish to find me, my address is uh, middle of nowhere, New Hampshire, located near where Jeff lives. I am... Um, <laughs> what are you, like, five foot six, Jeff? Five foot eight? <laughs> me? Five yeah. foot six, five foot eight? Um, I'm going to say yes, because I know that's wrong. <laughs> I, I have, um... What's referred to as Irish red hair, wear glasses, and weigh like 140 pounds, and in no way I'm of, of German and Russian Jewish descent. I am very Irish. In fact, I look shockingly like Jeff. <laughs> Police of New Hampshire, if you're looking for Charlie, you're actually looking for Jeff. They might as well be the same person. <laughs> Exact sin- exactly synonymous people. <laughs> uh, guess that brings me to my week. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I guess we'll do in weird order. Uh, 
For those who follow the channel, you may have noticed that uh, we put up an Unplugged. I went to the Game Realms Grand Opening. It is a local to me, which means local to certain parts of Los Angeles. Independent games, uh, independent game retailer, I guess. Uh, they're pretty. Uh, their store is pretty cool. They have a hey, you can actually try a video game before you pay money for it section there, which I kind of wish more stores would do. I, if you're in the Burbank, California area, go check them out. They could probably use the business, and they're good people. It's a cool store. But more importantly, I've been playing a lot of Doom. <laughs> Oh boy. I I don't know how I feel about Doom. I I initially wasn't going Is to... is it darker than the uh commercial was? Um oh. It is more Doom than the commercial was. So Okay, so I guess we'll just I guess we'll just go through this one as it deserves to be gone through. Um I like Doom, or more, I like 70% of Doom. Doom has the, the parts that you expect to be in Doom, heavy metal, lots of ammo, kind of really fast, crazy movement speed. It's all there, and it's actually been modernized in a pretty solid manner. Uh, there are some parts I'm not sure I'm a fan of, though. Like, I... There's lots of double jumping in this one. There's some platforming puzzles, which I really don't like. Parkour. It's a good game, and it's a, it, it may be, it's definitely on the list of a good Doom game, but if you're going into this hoping that it's like Doom 3 with a horror angle of it, it is very much in kind of the tongue-in-cheek, look how ridiculous this game is vein of original Doom and not newer Dooms, and it's really weird thinking of newer dooms as doom 3 it's this game does not take itself seriously in the best way possible I, it has one of the best like opening 10 minutes of a video game ever mm-hmm. I, it, 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 it is the most doom thing ever for the first 10 minutes of the game and then the rest of the game happens and i yes i'm aware most fps's are just kind of linear strung together combat arenas this game just feels like combat arena after combat arena, which isn't a bad thing, except for the fact that at least, like, I've... I think I put in, like, six hours into the game, maybe, and it gets really repetitive feeling after a while. It's a fun repetitive, but, like, there's little things where there's this um, glory kill system where you in- injure an enemy enough, they start flashing, and you go into a kind of crazy, over-the-top melee, like, rip them in half, or, like, put their foot through their face or something like that. And the first, like, yeah, basically, the first ten times you see the animation, it's a lot of fun. But you're going to see those animations a ton because it's the fastest, like, there's no overshields in the game. It's purely you have a health bar and an armor bar, and the best and fastest way to replenish health is by doing these glory kills. You get get five health backs, you're constantly doing them, and they're not, they don't take you out of the game, and they're a nice little, like, two seconds of invincibility, but you're doing them so incredibly frequently, they lose some of their fun. But on on the flip side of that, this health reward system for playing aggressively is really cool, combined with the fact that the chainsaw in the game has gas, so you can only use it three times or one time on a big enemy kind of thing, but the point of the chainsaw is anything you kill with it guarantees to basically refill all of your ammo, so it's just, it, 
there's a really cool set of systems going on in the game. There's a whole, like, upgrade tree for your gear and shit like that. There are some really cool modernizations to the game, but it doesn't stop the game from occasionally feeling a tad... Yeah, I've done this already, kind of, haven't I? Like, literally every mission in the game, basically, that I've gotten to so far is kill some stuff, go to the next area. Kill a hellmouth doom pit, I'm blanking on that. Big thing full of blood you pull an eye out of and then more demons show up. Occasionally it's go find some key cards. And that's really all the game is, which isn't a bad thing, but like I'm getting sick of killing imps. They've added a couple new enemies, but they're not fun enemies. And maybe I'll change my tune by the end, but I've, there's some really cool stuff. And like the opening for the game is amazing. And the fact that like it's Doom Guy, guy from the original two Dooms, just waking mm-hmm. up in a stone demonic coffin... Oh, it's wow. like, where have you been? I've been in a coffin. I'm back now, bitches. Never yeah. says a word, just gets right back in the arms, just killing people with his fists. That's fun. <laughs> like, and the fact the game's got the nice heavy metal background, it's like, yes, this is all about the Satan. Yep. <laughs> Satan is pleased by ID Software's sacrifice. Yeah, no, and it's I, it's better than I feared it would be. I can't stand the multiplayer, and who gives a fuck about the Snap Map system? Snap Map, it's more fun to say than play. Mm. So to you, the multiplayer was doomed? I, the multiplayer is Halo, which is the problem. It's it's faster than Halo. It's As Jeff asked, I think, in a podcast long ago, he wanted a Quake-style multiplayer from this, and it's very much Halo at five times the speed. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't feel like the rest of the game does either. <clears throat> the, the campaign feels very, very Doom in a modernized way. The multiplayer's like, yep, there's loadouts and unlockables, and you yeah. can carry two weapons. Yeah. Hey? Nah, nah, yeah. nah, nah, nah. Well, uh, want like to get like that? Go back to weapons. Halo. Yeah, it, it, in the campaign, you can carry. I think I'm up to like seven weapons now, not including the chainsaw. In the multiplayer, you can only carry two, like loadout style. Okay, that kind of makes some sense because I believe it was back during our. Obviously, you know the show MythBusters. Yeah. Um, when they did their video game episode, they were actually using Doom 3, which really means Doom 3 paid for the fucking episode. <laughs> yeah, probably. <clears throat> where they were having a guy run through an obstacle course, like, they did it once, you can carry two guns at once, and then another time where you have to pick up and carry every single fucking thing you run into. Um, they had, like, a, I think it was, like, some kind of, like, marine guy or, like, ultimate fighter or something do it. Yeah. He came in pretty close with both of them, and the rest of them were like... I'm fat and out of shape and can't move and can only carry or carrying all of them hurts. <laughs> no, it's Doom is meant to be played with an obscene number of weapons. Like the first gun you yes. get is a shotgun. The second gun you get is like an anti-tank machine gun, followed by like a laser a laser machine gun, followed by a rocket launcher kind of thing. Like it's it's Doom. It's not meant to be realistic at any point and. Yep. The campaign is good. I like the campaign a lot. I, it's weirdly repetitive, though, and I'm, I'm, I'll probably do a retouch on this when I finish it. Like, the hour one I did for it, I'm not sure is up, but it's recorded. It's it's a lot of fun. It's very Doom, but at the same time, I think I said in that, I've played a lot of first-person shooters lately, and Doom was the first first-person shooter in many ways. I think it actually literally was, if you go back to the like, original Doom. And I can buy that. <laughs> I... It does first-person shooter really well. The issue is there are other first-person shooters out there that also do first-person shooter really well. 
but then also do, like, other stuff on top of it, which... I'm not sure you can get by just by being just a first-person shooter anymore. You want more on top of that. But, yeah, that's that's basically my week. I've been playing a lot of Doom. A lot of Doom. According to the New York Times, the first first-person shooter is Wolfenstein. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. But, I mean, that's splitting hairs. It came out, like, <laughs> roughly around the same time. I think Wolfenstein beats it to date. I think Doom 2 was the first one of what you really consider to be a first-person shooter, though. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. it's Wolfenstein's also fantastic. So I guess that's actually worth mentioning. I think the New Order is a better game than Doom is, but Doom is more faithful to what made Doom 1 and Doom 2 Doom than Wolfenstein the New Order did, I guess. Like, it's it's neat okay. to see two very old, very non-existent at this point franchises brought forward in such a good and, like, no, these are actually genuinely good games. Like, the fact that I think a Doom game at this point in time is capable of not sucking is an impressive feat by Bethesda. Like, I was pretty ready to just essentially trash this game. Off. Yeah, yeah, like, it, this was going to be some Duke Nukem Forever bullshit I was betting, where it's like, nostalgia will sell it, right? <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm no. not going to lie, I was definitely slated against this game when it came out. Like, that, I mean, their promo, I will openly say, borderline unsold me on the game, because yeah. it, as an original, or at least Doom 3, and then an original Doom fan it was very untrue to the source material or at least it appeared to be and sometimes appearances can be very important at first at least i think it could definitely go farther they could have pushed the heavy metal angle of it they could have made it a little bit more horror-y like so that's the thing the last real doom game that came out was doom 3 and that was a horror game not really a true doom game yeah. So this mm-hmm. this is a Doom game. Like, in many ways, this should be called Doom 3. Like, the game almost picks up. This is the absolute successor, both sequel-wise and spirit-wise, to the game Doom 2 was. Not saying Doom okay. 3 is bad, but it's like, no, no, this is back to Doom. You're running at, like, yeah. 50 miles an hour all the time, and there's no yeah. sprint button. Yeah. Like, Doom 2 was not a poorly lit area. Yeah, it was... Like I said... It's it's a damn good shooter, and that's all it is. It's just a shooter. It's a really good mm-hmm. shooter, though, and I am playing this on PC. It, it runs fine. It, it looks real good. <laughs> we've we've somehow roll swapped. I. Um. I no no no. Literally, the conversation I had with myself was: Am I allowed to play a Doom game on a console? Like. Is that a thing you do? Like, is that a thing I can, as someone who loved original Doom 1 and 2, like, will I be okay being like, yeah, it's on PS4, it's fine. No, it's it's Doom. You play it on the goddamn PC. Yeah. That's the rule. It started on the PC, it has to end that way. Yeah, no, so I... It runs great. I I didn't realize how bad I was at mouse and keyboard for the first couple, until like, like, oh yeah, this, (laughs) this is different. This different, and so that's the other thing. I'm not sure how you play that game on a console because it requires a lot of snappiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's more or less my week. Oh, I I bought a bunch of them. Um... Remember we talked about Disney Infinity last week. You picked up some uh, last minute swag. I did buy some last minute ones because like like the Boba Fett one and the Venom one. I always thought looked cool, and I'm like, hey, I'll buy them if they ever get cheap. And even, like, over the weekend since I bought them, I got to watch them go up in price by a factor of, like, five. So I'm uh, like, I paid $12. Those are all worth $60 now. Cool. Good investment. Very yeah, good. Not, not really that, but, like, I got in at the right time. I got the ones I wanted. I'm getting the fuck out now. 
Yep. Yeah. Say, did, or did you say that you wanted to talk about uh, your unplugged experience this week? Uh, we talked about it more or less. It's that's the game store. It was fun. Mm, okay. People should go to it, I guess, or something. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Time for news. And we got any last minute stories they want to share before we move on to news? Not that I know. Um, I don't think I have any. Yeah, I'm good. Fair. Yeah, it's well, just like our weeks. This week of news is pretty light. Um, I'm not sure why EA is coming out and saying this now, but they've um, they put out a kind of a duh statement, which is that uh, Battlefront had no single player or no single player mode because they wanted to match the release date of the new Star Wars movie. Uh, show of hands, verbally, who's surprised by this announcement? Visual gag is visual. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, <laughs> Uh, it's it's nice to those know... those few who are listening to this, if anyone, but feel free to raise your hand at your desk for no with no contacts, and your coworkers can look at you. Uh, Press your hand against the screen so we actually know that you're yes, raising it. We can feel the energy. We can feel the chakra. Yeah, pulsing through the internet. I use that word intentionally to irritate Charlie. <laughs> if you were surprised by this revelation, um, you don't know shit about video games. Yeah, I. It's yep. weird that EA would even confirm that. It's like, no, there was no single player. I'm like, well, of course there was no single player. It had to come out the release date for this. Like, this I'm is... just like imagining in my head like this Jabba the Hutt style creature with an EA on it, just like sitting there with like a giant pizza on its stomach, be like, eh, yeah, <laughs> like just giving up. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's kind of how I picture EA at any given point in time. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> Of all, it is one thing to be a faceless organization, but like, at least the way the community views them, it is like a whole nother level of just like, they are the faceless organization that is a gelatinous, like, mess of greed and digging they got over. voted worst company in America like two or three years in a row, and they beat out like Bank of America back America, when Bank of yeah. America was doing some super scummy shit. To the point they where I'm like the boa constrictor. I'm like, yeah, it's uh, EA's done some shitty stuff lately, but you know they're not forcing people out of their homes or something like that. Like I'm pretty yeah. sure people foreclosing on mortgage beats. Why do you only release four games this year? <laughs> Apparently not. Any more thoughts on that? Or we safe to move on? Hmm. Not all. I've got news this week. Hmm? Okay, uh, I'll ask you about League of Legends later. (laughs) Get to League of Legends. Is it League of Legends news? And another thing. (laughs) Why do you never put it on the itinerary? I I need to revisit the itinerary. We have an itinerary for these things. Fine, ruin my nice little segue at the end. I'll I'll ask you what your news is later, unless you want to say what it is now. (laughs) No. Fair enough, I'll get to you later. Uh, in kind of a little hope for the internet moment, IGN is now hosting all of the game trailers' old content on their YouTube channel. Uh, for those who follow the U on podcast, you may remember our very first podcast was talking about game trailers, that their Beautiful website circle. is still up, and I still go back to it every couple of weeks to see if it's still there, and it gets more and more macabre with every passing month. <laughs> <laughs> little bit, little bit. I, it's, I, again, it's a damn shame they we we lost them. The people behind game trailers, I guess, are doing new content. I haven't seen it. Not for game trailers, obviously. That's thing still shuttered and 
a ghost town. But yep. it's nice to see IGN's taking the archival approach and being like, no, we'll host all the crap from game trailers. Which yeah. is more confusing because there's a game trailer's YouTube. So I don't know why they just don't leave that up at the end of the day, but maybe mm-hmm. there's something weird going on. Uh, Could have been a purchase or something. Maybe. The right stuff. Maybe. I, or maybe they just realized that there was as much free reign in copyright or they weren't going to get chased down for copyright and they're just like, we're going to host a whole bunch of old content, see if we get views and uh, slap game trailer's name on it yeah. for 10 bucks. Either way, it's it's nice they're doing it, whether it's scummy reasons or not, so I'm kind of... I don't normally like IGN, but I give them a thumbs up for this behavior, at least for change. Yay! Go back to eating orphans, IGN. <laughs> you did good this week. Yep. Ready for your division update of the week? Oh, I, I always love hearing about my favorite uh, trash fire. So it's not a trash fire this week, actually. Um... So, May 24th, the day after this podcast goes up, the second, uh, I use heavy air quotations on this one, major update for The Division is coming out. It's called something, I didn't bother writing it down, so who cares? But it comes with a new incursion and anti-air missiles and a whole slew of new ways to be a dick in the multiplayer dark zone that (laughs) I cannot wait to see the blowback that comes from it. So... We talked about the division once, maybe not in detail for gameplay, but so there's these extraction zones in the multiplayer where you mm-hmm. have to like wait for a helicopter to show up and you put your gear on the rope and it goes up. Mm-hmm. You can now go and cut that goddamn rope and steal people's loot that way. <laughs> and it's it's coming in the update, and I cannot fucking wait to see what this leads to because if this is like any other rollout of new content for that game there will be some amazing glitch that goes along with it i can't wait for like the weaponized ropes or something like some guys like i'm gonna cut this guy's rope and the rope like explodes and blows him like halfway across the map because of some fucking physics glitch you can't quite do that but i'm hoping for like video compilations of like Four players hurting one player into a corner and making them watch as they cut the rope and shooting them in the face or something. Like, or <laughs> like one player's extracting and four players roll up, just cut the rope and walk off because there's nothing that one player can do at that point. I, I, I do not expect this mechanic to be implemented well. No. Me neither. I, I expect a bug where uh, if when they cut a rope, they do something else in the main menu or some shit, and it automatically cuts. The helicopter falls down. The helicopter <laughs> falls down and cuts like all the rope within a five meter radius. Like, Nothing that extreme, but I'm I'm willing to bet like they still would fix some of the weird invisibility or other weird stuff that happens in that game stuff. Mm. So I, I'm really hoping like glitches happen where it's like you do that and suddenly like your character explodes or something like that because that seems within the realm of weird things that could happen with the division at this point mm-hmm. but yeah that's it, your uh, it isn't broken visual graphics it's just temporary cloaking I, <laughs> I, I love that the division is still a weird source of news <laughs> like even when something good's happening in theory we're still like yeah we'll probably fuck the game up somehow <laughs> They've just taken, like, the riot approach of, like, let's see how this, you know, destroys the engine. Yeah, yeah. I... So this one's actually more for you than anyone else, Jeff. Uh, mm-hmm. re- a, a new Resident Evil will be at E3 this year. Ooh! Ooh. And... Uh, RE7. If you can believe or, Capcom... Actually, it'll, it'll probably be, like, RE... Reva... 
Lucianvations three. Ooh. I think I saw the number seven thrown around some. So I, okay, but so I'm um, so I, I got. That's a little bit of good news. I actually have some real potentially good news for you. So they've announced it's going to be returning to the more horror gameplay aspects of it. Whether nice. you believe them or not, that's one thing. The real ray of hope for this is they've hired a bunch of the guys that worked on the PT trailer to work on this. Remember that whole Kojima? Ooh, yeah. yeah. That sounds that, good. That sounds actually promising to me. I... That that does possibly mean maybe they'll get the horror stuff back in that game. Yeah. I mean, the words an actually scary Resident Evil game I don't think actually apply, but getting back to, like, trying to be an actual horror game and survival and actually, like, you know, guns, money, health, pick two. Yeah. Is going to be nice. Yeah, that's your, that's your good news for the week, Jeff. Yeah, no, that's phenomenal. Good news for me too. It's bright in my week. Yeah, in Joe's week. Yeah, <laughs> you're also an RE fan, Joe. Yes, very much so. Do you share Jeff's ongoing disappointment with the franchise? <laughs> yeah. Remember, people can't see you now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> nodding in sadness a little bit, people. Cue Lincoln Park. <laughs> <laughs> Crawling in my skin, wake me up, can't wake up, and all that. Yep, exactly. Uh, so, in it was it. So, I guess our last news item before I throw this over to you for a little bit, Jeff. Uh, the Return to Arkham collection is coming, and this is another one of those kind of a duh moments, I guess, for this week's news. Uh, for those unclear what this is, they're releasing Arkham Asylum and Arkham City in an HD for modern technology up res and stuff like that it looks really good arguably that may be the two better of the two new of the newer batman games so Mm -hmm. that's kind of neat i i don't care about this because i already own and have played the shit out of those games but if they're gonna hd up res something might as well be two good games so yeah i get i think the reason that i don't immediately care is because those games aren't ugly Mm. yeah no they like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, so that's the weird thing. The side-by-side comparison, the up-res is noticeable, and I'm actually not sure I like it, because at least in Arkham Asylum's case, there is a nice, I wouldn't call it cartoony, but still comic book feel to the character designs and coloring and stuff like that, which I mm-hmm. actually like more than the more modern, it-looks-so-real approach to Arkham games. So Don't yeah. want everything to be glossy. Yeah! It's a nice matte finish. Arkham Knight was really nice looking, but I also think Arkham Asylum was really nice because it wasn't photorealistic like Arkham like Arkham Knight was. It had a certain like charm to it still. Mm-hmm. So, uh, y- you had stuff for news, Jeff? So, I figured I'd bring this up because this would probably be tickling your fancy of the final outcome of the Riot uh, banning out teams... Tell me Which about is... the evidence pile. So the evidence pile never happened, unfortunately. Surprise, It seems surprise. that they've gone down the out-of-court settlement thing, which was, you're giving us only 10 days to, se- to sell. We hate you. Oh, I guess we were planning on selling to someone before you caught us, so we're doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so they've sold their spot off to a team called, I believe, NVUS, which I've been told by a Counter-Strike player is a Counter-Strike organization. Interesting. So, there's that. 
And more interestingly, your Wizards of the Coast news. Wizards of the Coast news. <laughs> so Magic the Gathering in Europe is currently going through... Wizards of the Coast has started, like, randomly... Well, not randomly, but they've been revoking teams... Uh, or, um, stores... Uh, tournament sanctioning. So they're making them no longer Wizards of the Coast sanctioned, so people can no longer gain points for playing at the stores, and they probably don't get prize pool anymore, based on a couple of different criteria. One of which is not having a genuine storefront, which in Europe, where there's, like, high rent and not much space, like, if you're in London, there isn't a lot of space for a, like, bunch of fucking war games tables. Yeah. Um, so what places will do is they'll have a storefront, and then they'll run their tournament at, like, a local community center, and they'll just uh, have the tournament be under the name of the store. Wizards is cracking down on that, which I can see how you could potentially scum tournaments, as you've mentioned in previous podcasts, your love of tournament scumming. Yeah! Um, less from Scumier a participating uh, standpoint, and a more the it-exists standpoint. Yeah. Um, just, you know, an enthusiasm for the underground. That's not and, that. I, I like the nerdy side. It's like, you know, even in yeah. nerd culture, there's that, like, Russian mafia angle of, we will do this, but in the worst way possible. Yeah. So, some stores have been losing it. Now, that, I think that Wizards should be able to find a mid-ground with stores that they go, okay, you're officially sanctioned because we can prove that you're, you know, good and okay. This next reason that they've apparently banned out some stores for, I take issue with. Serving alcohol. Wizards is strictly against it. I am strictly for it. <laughs> I, I, know, I know some people. I'm not going to sell out stores, obviously, but I know someone who's partaken in a six-pack draft, and it sounds like the most amazing thing ever. That's fair. I would love to go to a place, play a draft game, and get served booze. That'd be great. Sounds like fun. <laughs> um... So I think that stores should be. I think that they should be. I think they should be doubling down on this. I think they should be having wizards or magic tournaments at pubs and bars. <laughs> so I. So, well, I was never as into the magic as you are, Jeff. I, mm-hmm. I definitely did a couple. Maybe they weren't officially sanctioned, but tournaments in bars for the exact reason of more people actually might show up to this bullshit. So I. Yeah. I've actually played one at a pub when uh, my family was in England. Yeah. I lost because I was like 10. Oh. I got my teeth kicked in. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about this. On one hand, I get it. It's Wizard. They want to... They have an image to maintain, but at the same time, it's... People are still playing your goddamn game. Yeah. That in many ways so, defies logic. Like, however they're making... However they're tricking people into playing it still... Let them fucking do it at this point. Like, yeah. don't well, they're sh- also doing it in record numbers. They've grown the company by like twenty percent every year for the last like six years. Yeah, no, it's. Yeah. Also, another thing to keep in mind is this is in Europe, where like, yeah, if it was in the United States and you're cracking down on yeah. this, that's one thing. But like Europe, that's it's a totally different issue. Yeah, I I don't get it. Maybe it's they're trying to maintain that family friendly angle, but like, like you said, Europe's yeah. I mean, they're extension of, like, Hasbro. I fully get why they have to, like, maintain the image. Yeah. But I wish that they just did, like, a don't ask, don't tell. (laughs) Yeah, but you get in trouble when you do that, too. It's just as... Yeah. It's a different issue. I... Yeah, that's that's stupid. Yep. So that's the two news topics I wanted to talk Mm -hmm. about. That's been your Jeff update of News of the Week. News of the Week. (laughs) 
It wasn't all League of Legends for a change. It wasn't <laughs> we have League Super Sleuth Jeff on the case. <laughs> Did he get all the details right? Probably not. <laughs> right enough. You're right not going to fact check this shit. <laughs> so I, I saved one little news story for us as a transition into our major topic, which is anime? Anime. Today it'll, it'll be anime and video games yes, combined. So our last little piece of news, if, if, you, if you learn nothing today, the day you're listening to this podcast, accept this little important piece of news. So this is bigger than Resident Evil 4 This news. is the biggest of news possible. Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 officially happening. <laughs> uh, allegedly out in 2016. What? They have nice. a trailer out and everything. It has the number 2016 in it. So yeah. <laughs> Anime segue. Go nerds. Yeah. Okay. That's so it for news. Today, now whenever it's my topic, I usually have to be the one who has to kind of explain it. So this week we're going to talk about Various video games and animes, they're, how they've been uh, correlated. In some cases, you have, obviously, the games that have been made based on animes, and then you have kind of the, wa- the tail wags the dog moment of certain video games that then manage to spiral out into their own animes. Um, and then you have weirder things where they're in some way a crossbreed of video games yes. and anime, where it's like, no, no, this is continuing the story across all mediums. Because that's just crazy. Yep. So, um, I guess for the sake of argument, I'll start with the wag the or the tail wag the dog moment with um, video games that have crossed over into becoming animes, and kind of just like a do a little discussion on how it's impacted them. Which is um, the ones that jump to mind are I think it's like. PB something studios. Uh, probably should have memorized that. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So the guys who made Steins Gate, um, Robotics Notes, and something like Doomhead or something like that. Mm-hmm. I need to find out the last one. I need to watch it. Well, and so on for the record, um, um, both Bayonetta and Devil May Cry became animes eventually too. Yeah. Okay. And just recently, um, uh, Ace Attorney is now being brought into anime. That was already an anime, basically. Yeah. (laughs) Motion comics are already anime for all purposes. Yep. But then the last one I was going to say is also uh, Higurashi was a video game before it was an anime. Mm. And the only one of these I actually own is Higurashi because it's the only one that's had the gall to come to Steam. Um, At least at a reasonable price. Um, And a lot of these have been kind of... Back in ye olde days when we were still playing video games on, like, audio cassettes, um, video games were still in their infancy and figure, people were still figuring out how they were going to tell stories with them and stuff. And you have this whole genre of, like, visual novel games is born, which the games I mentioned pretty much all are. You guys all mentioned other types of games such as Hack and Slashes and um, I, I don't even know what Ace Attorney would be called. It's a motion a comic, game. kind of. Mo- Pretty much. Motion comic, kind of. Um, and you get kind of these... I don't personally know how how deviant the stories are between the animes and the games, though some of them definitely... Cause the only one I've played is Higurashi, and the show and the, the show, the manga, and the game... Although all the same storyline, as best I can tell, are slightly different 
between all of them, which is kind of an interesting thing. That happens. Uh, some stories yeah. work better for games than others. Yep. Um, but they change, or they change kind of the dynamics between some of the characters. Um, for example, the manga is way more sexualized than the other two are. Mm. <laughs> Um, yeah. Definitely more than the actual show, which is usually not how I would expect that to go down. Because yeah. um, I watched the show first, was like, this is awesome. Read the book, was like, whoa, this is weird. <laughs> uh, that's actually not that uncommon. Manga can get away with oh, more sure in that medium than the other ones do, so it's... Yep. Yeah. Okay. But um, I figured that would be kind of, or kind of an interesting one that we do have in the topic of anime and video games the unique instance where you have the game comes first um it's much less common to have something come or develop that way um also most of the things i listed i actually like like steins gate's one of my favorite things i like hergarashi i do not like robotics notes um more on that later it's happening um, eventually <laughs> um devil may cry i'd be interested to see it's anime um it's Since the game okay. said, I really, I the thing is though is with the Devil May Cry franchise, I want it to be so much more of like the first game, where it's like Dante roll, running around and be like, oh, another sword went through my chest. Well, fuck you and the guy who threw you, <laughs> like <laughs> that. Like, I mean, it is called Devil May Cry based off the word Devil May Care, but like, or not word the phrase, but that just the. The nonchalant King Dick protagonist that is Dante. <laughs> I'd really love to see that like brought about and made into just a more hilarious, outrageous character. So it's, um, in the case of both the Bayonetta anime and the Devil May Cry anime, they focus on the story of the games a little bit more than the games actually do. So that's, if you want to look at what the ca- canonical lore of those games are, that's where you go. Okay. Which makes sense, because uh, uh, a lot of people don't take into uh, popularity into figuring out the lore of a game. They just care about... A lot about a lot of them just care about going through the actual game itself. They just skip through all the lore. Yeah. Yeah. Though I will say, getting into the storyline of Devil May Cry is like looking for backstory to the movie Shoot 'Em Up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of backstory in that movie. It is expositioned very quickly. On newspapers that babies have shit on. Yeah. Um. But. Let's see. What game do Or. I guess we can then springboard off of. I guess that was kind of a quick little topic. Um. So the big one I think is going to be what Charlie wants to talk about. Yeah. Which is the Dot Hack Sign uh, games. Now I have not watched the show and I have not played the game. That's so. why Joe's here. That's why Joe's here. So give me a rundown on that. So my favorite genre of almost anything at the end of the day, even in some weird way video games, is things that take place in video games we technology-wise don't have the chance to. Like um, my favorite, which is Dot Hack Sign, which is in broad strokes the it's a series that both has been an anime and a manga and a um, video game franchise. And the narrative actually progresses through all of them, which as a fan of it is fucking maddening as hell to keep the canonical stuff straight because there is a correct order to all of it, weirdly enough, and they do link up in oddly specific ways, but that's all unimportant. They, The franchise is about this video game called The World, and it's a 
collection of stories that happen. Like, the original Dot Hacksign anime is about someone who finds themselves stuck in the world. It's a massively multi-online player game, and they can't log out. So, I think in the VR cast, we mentioned it slightly, the kind of big sell for most of these video game-based animes are you have a VR headset, and, like, it translates your thoughts into impossible things you can do in the game, because video game. And Dot Hack takes that to the weird angle where, like, people start dying and going into comas because of things that happen in the game. Main character can't log out of the game. Um... The entirety of the uh, dot hack sign, the first dot hack sign set of video games, there are characters that only exist in the game and don't know that. There's also a couple, I think they imply pretty heavily the main character you're playing as may or may not actually exist in real life. Like it's, it's, it's made by the game to balance itself, but at the same time, the game become unbalanced because it got sick of people killing all the NPCs, so it made monster NPCs to kill the people in real life, but... Yeah. None of this is super important to this. It's it's my favorite kind of weird overarching subgenre of anime, though. Uh, the most popular modern version of this is Sword Art Online, oh, which God. if you've watched any of our content, I like parts of that show and don't like how fast that show goes from zero to super incest. Yeah. <laughs> it, it went a little insane as well, especially when they had to go through, like, season two, where they're both stuck in one level, uh... uh trying to marry each other apparently yeah it's there's some stuff i i did now i will admit i have not seen sword art online i also did not expect that sentence to be brought up today woke up both feet on the floor had breakfast at no point had the thought that the word the phrase zero to incest was going to make a cameo in my life i And I knew I was going to be do- on this podcast today. I think if you go back and actually listen, uh, the videos we did on Alien Colonial Marines were done right after I got done wa- like binge-watching the first season of that show. And it's all I can talk about how, like, the show is pretty normal up until, like, the midway point of that season. And someone just goes, you know what this show doesn't have enough of? What? Younger siblings trying to bang their older brothers. <laughs> and Senpai notice me. And were some shows Ugh. and were some shows you can kind of write it off as a like translation or Japan maybe thing. The fact the show then spends like time justifying why this is totally fucking okay just makes it worse. Like it keeps it's not like it's like a it doesn't fly into the tech. No, 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 no. We're going to bring this back up and then be like, oh, no, he's adopted, so it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> They're in no way related, so there wouldn't be horrible murder incest babies. It's totally okay if they bang. This is like the third Transformers movie where they derailed the movie to talk about pedophilia laws. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, that was only like a five minute part. Like, it's not like a, it doesn't become like, like a. No, that wasn't hinge. a full. That wasn't a multi episode arc. <laughs> it becomes the arc. Like, that's the thing. Like, there's a pivotal moment in the show where, like, one of the characters figures out the um, female character in game he's become really good friends with is A, his sister. And it, like, to make it, like. To, Fucking spoilers, I guess, for this. Like, the sister, the adopt, the brother is adopted into the family. So the younger sister 
when the brother's in a coma for the first half of the shit for the first half of the season because he's stuck in the first Sword Art Online video game. Like, he's like, oh, I miss my brother so much and kind of creepy, weird, whatever going on. So then starts playing this other online game and because they don't know they're each other, winds up falling in love with her brother's character in that game all over again. So you, as a viewer of the show, you have a fantastic moment where it's like, no, 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 no. She's gotten over the fact that she wants to nail her brother by falling in love with her brother. She just doesn't know it this time. <laughs> I'm so over you. <laughs> I'm so over you. I'm so in love with your digital formation. Like it, it, it'd be one thing if it wasn't for the fact that the in-game, like, he's the only character in the show, as best I can tell, who in the second half of the season, his in-game character looks like he does in real life. <laughs> so it's like, no, 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 there are no, oh, he's got pointed ears, it makes it different. <laughs> Bull shit. fucking shit. <laughs> and then shortly after, it goes from there to death. Like, someone, someone's dying eventually. Yeah. yeah. How lovely. I was really, rec- I was recommended that show, but I was recommended in, like, watch the first season, skip the second, watch the third, skip the fourth, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's so exactly what you should Maybe you can tell that. me this, Joe. Where does the second season start? Is that when they're in the fairy video game? Or is that part of the first season? Well, I guess what people consider the second season is when they're in the fairy game. But the, okay. second, but the second season started when the next theme song started, which is just halfway through the uh, the uh, when you're at halfway through the tower. Yeah. Uh, I guess season three will be starting like in the halfway mark between them being in school uh, and uh, about to go to. Uh, it's the one with guns. That's yeah. much, uh, that's much I know, and I keep looking at that one, going, I kind of want to know what's up with this because it looks extra dot hack signy. Uh, you may be disappointed. Uh, people are dying because video games are murdering them. That's all I want out of many shows. Yeah. <laughs> like, I I am the only person that's like, I really want Wait, to... Wait, is this your long con? Like, you you want an anime show about people are going into VR, and then the VR starts killing them. Is that what you're expecting out of the Oculus Rift in the long run? Yes, actually. <laughs> like, I want... I want the dot hack sign future. I want games that are so complex. Like, if you suddenly find yourself trapped in the game, the game world is capable of supporting literally every one of your human needs down to, like, eating and crafting and art and shit like that. <laughs> and if you die in the game, the game just straight up murders you. Well, they're halfway there. There's just, like, a knife over your head the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Just waiting for it to, like, become sentient and be like, Balancing teams. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I want the future of, like, mass outrage over the fact that 5,000 teenagers can't log out of latest MMO. When you die in the game, you die in your life. I'd be like, I need to fucking buy that MMO. I'm going to go people killing. <laughs> to be fair, we're halfway there already. We're actually able to, like, uh, to put our face into the game. Now we just need life support. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now we just need the life support. <laughs> the thing is, though, Joe, is life support's existed for a long, long, long time. Yeah, it's it's right. just who's going to pay line. for it? It's not clicking. Yeah, we even need to put them together. It's even brought up in Sword Art Online, yeah. though. 
It's like, dear science community, the puzzle pieces are in front of you. Just pick them up, <laughs> slam them together, <laughs> and give me the opportunity, apparently, to murder people in video games. Which Charlie's going to immediately be like, hey, Jeff, PvP? <laughs> Come on, 1v1 me, bro. Come on. Come on. No. You know I've wanted to do this since high school. <laughs> Let's do this! Welcome to Hunger Games, digital real-life version. <laughs> Don't talk. Turns out it's like a drink. We sit down and it's like a drinking competition. Just the, the game starts spawning us beer. <laughs> well, whiskey for me, beer for him. Even in the digital Again. world, you can't drink beer. Oh. <laughs> and for uh, Joe, this is your one warning. We prefer to Hunger Games by its correct name on this podcast Battle Royale. Yes, <laughs> thumbs up and everything. Yep. We use the correct name for Hunger Games on this damn podcast. Yeah. yeah. The original source material that is way better. Yeah. 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 But so now that we've gotten way off on how Charlie wants video games to kill people in the future, courtesy of <laughs> Oculus Rift headsets, and talked about the zero to incest nature of um, Sword Art Online, and said the phrase, which season has the fairies in it? Is that where the second season starts? And no one had a reaction to that because, you know, <laughs> it already was weird. <laughs> Let's actually talk about the topic at hand, which is anime. Where were you hoping for this to go, Jeff? Because I could take it farther down this fucked up hole I'm digging. Go down the hole. <laughs> I... So I, I guess, do uh, you want to talk about I guess, I how... I mean, if you want, you're more than welcome to talk about the video game at any point. <laughs> there is a sort of online video game. I've never played it. It fucking sucks, I hear. Yeah, I, I took one look at it. I took five five seconds, and I was like, nope. So what did they do? It's basically a, a, a website a website based game. It's like, ever heard those stupid Facebook games like Pocket Ninja or something like that? Similar to that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> tell me more. I I can't tell you more because, like I said, I only played Fair. five seconds. <laughs> no, nah, there was a console release game I looked at at one point. I'm like, ah, eh, that might be a thing. If you were not sort of online, I might have picked it up. But so, I guess the dot hack games were really kind of cool because. They were my first exposure to a video game story told out of cost four discs, each one's content lasting like 40 hours, which was kind of cool. Nice. These were long-ass games, but the cool thing was you imported your character from game to game and were OP as shit for the first half of each sequential game, Mm -hmm. and they started tying stuff back in. I I like that a lot because it felt very, like it had seasons to a video game, which was kind of strange. And they released it like it was like, oh, it's January. That means the next Dot Hack game is out. Mm-hmm. I, I think the Dot Hack signed video games, the first round was my favorite version of Dot Hack. It had absolutely terrible combat, but it was also this kind of weirdly charming MMO simulator at the same time. Like it, it had like fake MMO bullshit going on as part of the game and a fake forum message board and shit yeah. like that. That was kind of cool. Sounded pretty cool. That actually sounds wicked cool. Yeah, the, it, the original Dot .hack games, I think they're called like Quarantine, Escape, and a couple other ones. It's, it's Slash, whatever iteration of that game is, are pretty good. I heard really good things about Dot .hack Roots, but by then I'd kind of fallen off the series because all the content following... Uh, Dot hack signed video games were followed by this really kind of unfortunate time period of bad dot hack lore being built up, followed by dot hack GU than dot hack roots, which 
happened during the emo period of anime, or the extra emo period of anime, and those of you who know .hack sign, you can understand where I'm saying if it's the emo period of anime, it was fucking emo, and I don't care how cool chainsaw longswords are as a primary weapon in a video game, I, I just couldn't come back for that one. I always meant to. I, I, I may do that actually at some point, because it looks so damn cool. Mm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anime. I, you've been playing a bunch of that Ghost in the Shell one, right? I was actually about to say, one series that we could probably talk about extensively because it's got multiple iterations, some shit, some not, mm-hmm. is Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. Because finding a true honest-to-God, or you've ex- said multiple times, finding a true honest-to-God Ghost in the Shell game that isn't a piece of shit is actually fairly difficult. The last one is Call of Duty Modern uh, Black Ops 3. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but uh, the... The one that's currently out on Steam, um, I forget its name, but it's the uh, basically their take on TF2, which honestly couldn't have hit Alpha at a worse moment because every single game company and their cousin is producing a TF2-style thing between Battleborn and Overwatch. Like, they're going to get left in the dust. Uh, I think it was Standalone um, Complex, First Assault. It is, yes, First Assault, that's yeah. the one. Yeah, that sounds right. Um... Which, the game's really fun, good ap- good adaptation, like, they keep the characters involved, mm-hmm. um, like, the individual characters feel and play differently when you're other, outside of, like, the gunplay, because the guns are the same between everyone, which is fair and balanced in a first-person shooter, yeah. um, but then, like, their individual, uh, powers are pretty cool, um, Bonto, or Bato having the rocket launcher will always be awesome, um, and then I guess kind of jumping off that towards another game that was always, that was kind of a big point in my life is uh, Oni, which though not actually Ghost in the Shell, I always viewed it growing that up one's as pretty anime ass. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. I always viewed that game as it's Ghost in the Shell with new names. <laughs> um, especially when I was younger and just starting to get into that show. Um. And Oni was a fun game. I actually, I liked its mechanics. It was dumb fucking difficult, though. At certain points, yeah. Yeah, it had a real weird difficulty curve where it was like, level one, easy. Level two, easy. Level three, boom. Yeah. This level's so hard. <laughs> um, and then level four was back to normal. Um, but, like, from, like, the first levels when it's, like, Okay, we have a human or a, a sentient brain that's taking control of more computers than it's supposed to. It's demanding feet. I was like, yeah, that's that's Ghost in the Shell right there. Like some disembodied brain took over a computer. It's not supposed to. Now it's fucking shit up for some no 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 no. Here's arbitrary the go- reason. <laughs> Here's the Ghost in the Shell test. Did someone put a human brain into a digital interface? Yes or no. If the answer is yes, the second question: Did the human brain? Not do what it was supposed to, ultimately. If the answer is yes, it's Ghost in the Shell. Yep. I believe both the answers to that are yes. Yeah. Um. So that one was good. Um. As I just mentioned, I managed to get my hands on a new Ghost in the Shell game. Oh, really? Not new, um, old new. Well, old new. I believe there's a PlayStation 1 one floating around. There have been a couple over the years. There was... At one point, a really promising-looking PS3 game. Maybe it was PS4. They were showing video of it 
a while ago, and it looked potentially really cool. They were pushing it as kind of um, Rainbow Six meets, um, what would you call it, uh, Ghost in the Shell, so it was all tactical squad-based stuff, but it never came to light ultimately. But that's actually the biggest common story of anime and video games. Like, lots of things get proposed that never actually wind up happening. Yeah. And uh, on a bigger note, we, all three of us, live in the U.S. There are a lot of fantastic anime-based video games and lots of very fan-driven anime games that only show up in Japan that you can track down, but they're not the easiest things to get your hands on, ultimately. Uh, even in Japan, they're hard to get occasionally. Mm, yeah. Yeah. No, like, in many ways, that was the indie gaming scene for a long time in Japan, where in the U.S. it's all kind of retro-inspired, look at my nostalgia train. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, if we want to veer off of games as anime or anime video games, whatever you want to call it, we could talk about stuff like Genshikin, that there are a couple of animes out there that are self-aware of the overlap between, I guess I call it anime fandom and video game fandom. Like, I, Final Fantasy is a thing because anime is a thing. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what Square Enix would be without Final Fantasy, but that's it. At least the current art style of that game is as close as you can get to photorealistic-looking anime characters. I mean, Square Enix would probably be... The thing is, is Square Enix is so not strayed from the path with other IP. Yeah. So it'd be like, if there was a Final Fantasy, there'd be Chrono Trigger. And then eventually somewhere, they would the game designed by the guy that made Dragon Ball Z? Is that really the yeah, story behind that? Yeah, he drew that, that game. That's awesome. Same with, um, what's it, Monster Monster Quest 1, 2, and 3? Huh. Like, the, guy that, really yeah, the right. guy that did the original manga for those games also drew the stuff for those games, for the anime and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, it's... Hmm. That's a thing. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Hmm. I'm sorry, why do you think Chrono kind of looks like Goku? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's awesome. Yeah, you didn't know. Funny, little tidbits like that. Uh, well, I only used to play Chrono Trigger with. I actually, my ex girlfriend owned it, and she let me play it with her a couple of times, and I helped her get her hands on a copy of Final Fantasy VII. Um, so it was a fair trade. Nice. Um, so I didn't get to play much Chrono Trigger, but or what I was going to say that without Final Fantasy, uh, Square Enix would have eventually farted out the Hitman series somehow. Hmm. Um. Because that's the only thing I can really think of offhand that they make that isn't, like... I mean, that and, like, Kingdom Hearts are kind of the biggest IPs of theirs that all stand out to me. But mm. I we did kind of tangent off of your idea of, like, anime's existence in video games and, like, some really good games or whatever that are basically you're playing an anime and living it out. The Final Fantasy games are definitely your wish fulfillment for being an anime character. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I think that's part of the popularity. Like, Kingdom Hearts is very much an anime at the end of the day. Hell, I'll say oh, it, yeah. Metal Gear Solid plot structure-wise and kind of twist in certain things is anime as shit. Very. Mm-hmm. I have to agree on it, that. It doesn't appear on... It's, and I guess I kind of take it to one step further. I, anime is very much an art style... We think of it as an art style for cartoons at the end of the day. It's also very much kind of a narrative style, and like there are tropes that go along with it that we don't necessarily recognize, depending on who you are, but they're used a lot in video games, specifically the JRPG and just the stuff in general that comes out of Japan. Like Even before Devil May Cry was an anime, actual anime, 
it was a pretty anime inspired video game if you stop and think about it at all. Uh, how yeah. well, so, Devil May Cry's got a really interesting backstory because it was originally supposed to be Resident Evil Four. Yeah, and I forget who the lead designer on that one was. Like, I think that the main character should be cool as all get out, and he made Devil May Cry, and Capcom was like, "We really like it, but that's not Resident Evil you're making." <laughs> so they pulled or they bifurcated the project or whatever. Yeah. Um. So it is kind of interesting for you to bring up the thing that, like, Leon Kennedy could have accidentally been an anime character in a lot of ways. It kind of is. Like, the reality is a lot of the stuff Capcom has put out over the years does follow a bunch of the narrative elements that are anime. Like, it's... There are a lot of overlap between the Resident Evil franchise and the few and far between horror animes out there at the end of the day. Yep. Uh, this is not my topic. I prepared nothing except to talk about bullshit. I... <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. So I guess like one of the things that you brought up earlier is that it's like really hard to get some of these games, which I honestly think is kind of unfortunate because there are so many of them out there that like I've heard good things about, or I guess I've always wanted to be good, but it could be another moment of never meet your heroes. Yeah. So one example of this is supposedly out there, if you look high, look high and low, there's a PlayStation 2 uh, Full Metal Alchemist game that actually involves alchemy uh, to play hmm. it. Um, Explain. Uh, it's hard to. Um, is it like you, I, do you like turn stuff into things, or is there actual alchemy in the game? Uh, I honestly don't know. Um, Are you talking about alchemy, the phone game? No. There's a PlayStation 2 FMA game. Um, best I can tell, it looks like you do have some level of combat abilities. It's a 3D move around. Oh, yeah, I played that. That one's okay. It's um, So basically, there's a bunch of um, items you can interact with, and you get a prompt to, quote, transmute them. And it's like, turn this uh, bike rack into a sword. Turn this fire hybrid into a machine gun. Like I'm not making that up, too. Like That's kind of the game at the end of the day. And the you, specific ones. Yeah, you, like, you run around and you transform stuff, and there's like a couple different options you can cycle through or something. I I don't want to say it felt like FMA met Dynasty Warriors, but it kind of did. Hmm. Well, it's made by Square Enix, so yeah. if, it were, if they put pretty much something similar to the Kingdom Hearts engine into it, I could see it working really well. It felt very anime. Graphic-wise, it retained the show's quality very well. Yeah. So I guess one topic that we can kind of open up as well is now we've also talked about there have been flops throughout the years. Like, as with everything. As with everything. What would be something you would want to see in a crossover? What would be a good game, do you think, for you? Like, or a show that never got a game that you've always wanted to have one? I still want an actual Ghost in the Shell video game. One where you actually feel like you're playing as uh, Makoto, maybe not major, a, maybe not even necessarily Makoto, but like I, uh, the um, the reboot of Deus Ex proves you can do stealth, you can do cyber powers in an actiony based game. I would like to like so. This is gonna sound really weird for a second, but follow me through this. So, if you mm-hmm. took the kind of tech and story writing and world design and expansiveness of Deus Ex 
and took the movement system and combat stuff from Warframe and then placed them both in a world and character design based off the Ghost in the Shell universe, I would be really happy. Like, um, like I mentioned earlier, the uh, Rainbow Six Ghost in the Shell game where it was going to be like just uh, Section 9 missions, essentially, where it's like, no, no, it's all about like espionage and precision and being badass cyber soldiers within Section 9. That also seemed cool. Like, I... The game, the the new one, the kind of Team Fortress Two E thing, kind first of assault. yeah, first assault yeah. kind of sounds like that, but it's a first person shooter first, and it seems mm. like it. Every character has one power, and if you're not, and I get like Makoto's is stealth, but at the same time, Makoto should also have like crazy ninja moves too, because that's part of <laughs> Makoto's character, and Bato yep. should like, I get it, like <laughs> guy has a Gatling gun for him, that's cool. Guy with a Gatling gun should also be, like, fucking bulletproof, though, because that was in the show and the manga and movies where it's like, no, no, he has a hardened exo shell. What's that mean? Anything short of, like, anti-tank rounds don't even dent him. Yep. He has made a very specific choice in life. So kind of continuing down both this path and Ghost in the Shell. So one of the things that you brought up with that is the first-person shooter aspect of the Ghost in the Shell. Um, Now, credit to first assault i'm still hoping that it gets a really good storyline because i think that that game has the vehicle for if they told a really good ghost in the shell story or even just regurgitated the existing ghost in the shell Mm -hmm. story they could really make for something fun and interesting um first person shooters you don't have to just shoot people yeah um but when you start going down the path with specific games like ghost in the shell there's two paths you can take, which you can make it a first-person shooter, or you can make it a third-person shooter It's got to be third-person. Really well. You can't do the level of movement you need to do in that game easily from a thir- from a first-person. Like, you need a mm-hmm. cover system. Like I, That's why I said Warframe, because Warframe has this weird, like, ninja wall-running, climbing stuff built into the game that makes almost no sense it's there. But, like, that's kind of what you have to do to make that game correctly, where it's like you have to have that almost Assassin's Creed level free running at like 100 miles an hour. Yeah, agreed. I'm kind of imagining actually almost like Uncharted, where you could have like a third person over the shoulder with really good parkour and then just have a more advanced fighting engine than, uh, yeah. or hand to hand combat engine than uh, Uncharted has. No, it's, it's jokes aside, I think the reboot of Deus Ex has in many ways got us close to the Ghost in the Shell game I ultimately want, but at the same time, it's like, no, no, it's like, you're playing as Adam Jensen, I think's his name in that game, you're very much Adam Jensen, I want Makoto, who it's, I I want like almost an RPG Mass Effect style thing, where it's like, you are the latest recruit of Section 9, build your cyber body, or don't, because you're attached to being human, and progress through a story arc that way, where it's it's like, yeah, the obvious choice is you can swap your body out for, like, a reinforced alloyed frame, but if you remain mostly human, people find you less off-putting, or it's easier for you to blend in or something like that because you're not made of fucking metal. Like, it makes your undercover abilities easier, or people find you less intimidating, but at the same time, it's like, swap out your eyes for cool cyber eyes, and you get, like, auto-aiming or some shit because, like, you have a computer doing the work for you or something. Like, that's ultimately the game I really want, where it's, like, it's not so much I want to play as Makoto. I want the option to be, like, okay, I swapped out my legs so I can now jump 90 feet vertically and run and shit like that super fast, but I still can't take bullets for shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
playhouse or real customizable play how you want kind of thing. Yeah, because the joy of that franchise in many ways for me was always look how many crazy like I, they took the cyberpunk umbrella and expanded it beyond just human brains and cyborg bodies. Like I, I made a bunch of jokes about when we first talked about. Them. Uh, Ghost in the Shell first assault. Like, there's an episode where someone's going to tap their brain into a um, like financial trading service. So they're like their quote soul, for lack of a better phrase, their their cyber brain is making random people on the net money for the rest of eternity, as the show implies. And like, they send an assassin after him whose arm is a shotgun that she loads one yen coins into. And it's this fantastic mm-hmm. scene of, like, the arm popping open, her slamming this, like, ten... Roll of Yeah, ten, coins. Like, like, a ten-dollar roll of quarters of the arm. She's, like, shotgunning with it later on. Like, that's cool stuff. That's the yeah. inventive... That's the level of inventiveness I want, I guess. And I guess at that same time, the um, Project Red cyberpunk game that maybe someday will happen, I think looks like it might be going down that path of... Like, here's the baseline of cyberpunk. Here's all the crazy-ass crap you can do underneath that umbrella. So I'm actually kind of excited for that. That might be... That might actually dethrone Call of Duty and Black Ops 3 as the most <laughs> Ghost in the Shell video game ever made. <laughs> yep. That'd be really cool. Yeah, I'd definitely play that. Yeah. But, um... say We've actually been doing this for way longer than... It probably feels now. I'm looking at the clock. Uh, it's uh, we. <laughs> I've talked a bunch. You got anything going to add, Joe? We kind of brought you on for this exact purpose because my knowledge of anime has definitely lapsed in the last couple of years. But the things I care about, I care very specifically about at this point. Mm. Well, in the most cases, uh, in terms of video games, uh, uh, making the margin of becoming an anime, uh, I haven't. Uh, you've got you guys already covered most of it. Uh, the only thing I, I can cover down is like in. Old game that no that no one has noticed about that has become an anime, but no one really cared about it. It's called uh, Dungeon Fighter Online. Uh, basically, that that game, uh, how it portrayed into an anime is uh, is basically how the game was played. A side scroller uh, side scroller uh, dungeon game with a bunch of online players to create a party with. Uh, other other than uh, other than that, the anime itself kind of sucked, but they tried to uh, portray to it. To bring it as linear to the actual game as they could, which they did to to an extreme limit. It was so much like uh, like the game. Uh, it, you might as well just be playing it. Uh, uh, okay. Other, uh, other than that, I I haven't heard of uh, much more uh, much more games that portray as an anime as well. Yeah, no, I think it's uh, as much as people often think there's a very large overlap between the anime world and the video game mm-hmm. world. There really isn't in some ways. There are surprisingly separate fandoms in some very weird ways. There are some overlaps, like fighting games are the surprising and unexpected overlap with some yeah. frequency. And this kind of goes back to the idea that like geekery and nerdums are actually surprisingly separate. Like I, I'm a very hardcore video game player and occasionally a tabletop player. I don't give a fuck about Magic the Gathering anymore, kind of thing. <laughs> uh, as opposed to what I would want from future uh, from future games as well is kind of similar to, uh, to what Charlie was was saying. I, I would like to uh, make the game uh, make games feel more like that. I wish I could do that. Like for example, 
in some uh, RBG games, you, you can augment your spells to do different things, so they're unique to everyone else's. Stuff like that, I want to see in, in future games a little more, because at least then there's a little uniqueness to the cookie cutter spells to the fireball. Like, uh, one person throws a fireball that, that explodes, but meanwhile, this guy, level 50, has been throwing a fireball that spits out into more fireballs that do different elements and explosions. G uh, uh, games like that, I want to see a little a little more of, so so there's a little bit of fun in, uh, into the games. So we want to see a more well-thought-out RPG system. Yeah, yeah no, I, I think the most successful anime-based video games are RPGs in some weird ways, and... <laughs> We um, just got some breaking news we'll go into after we're done with this topic that applies exclusively to me. Mm -hmm. But, mm -hmm. yeah. I, say, I think probably the reason that it lends itself so well to turn-based games is anime is obviously a medium of storytelling. Yeah. Because yeah. whenever like someone's like, oh, you're into anime, I'm like, hey, a good story is a good story. It doesn't matter the medium by which it's told. And uh, turn-based games, what they lack in gameplay, not that that's really... They don't really... I'm not taking a stab at their gameplay. I love uh, turn-based games. Um, they make up for tenfold in their storytelling ability. Yeah. And anime being a story really transitions very well. Yeah. Yeah. It's the it's the movie versus video game angle. Like yes, we mentioned Uncharted last week, and Jeff is now playing it. There is a, mm -hmm. that game is cinematic as fuck, <laughs> but at the same time, the highlights of that game are often some gameplay moments that you just couldn't do in a movie because you're the one making the character do that. And, yeah, I... I, I was going somewhere with that, dude. I've totally lost track of it. I, it's... I, oh, yeah, now I know. It's like... I kind of wind it back to, like, taste in anime versus taste in video games. I tend to gravitate more towards video games that focus on making you, like, a badass hero of some kind because part of why I like Doom is you're killing things in the most ridiculous way possible. Like, you are a certified, grade-A, brand-your-ass-with-the-word-badass, badass kind of thing. Mm -hmm. When it comes to anime, I actually like a lot of the goofier stuff. Like, I, we, um, I'm not sure if it made it into a podcast here, or maybe it got cut from our pre-rambles for last week. I, we made jokes about Love Hina and stuff like that. Like, I like the weird, like, bullshit relationshipy ones, because they're so unbelievably over the top. And on the mm -hmm. flip side, like, I... Uh, Speed Grapher, Gurren Lagann, Kill la Kill. The ones that have a real sense of kind of just, this, is, this shit is ridiculous. FLCL. FLCL. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the ones that don't try to be grounded anyway, I love because it's like, no, no, this is what anime is awesome at. Like, it's awesome designs, it's all over the top. Like, Gurren Lagann, the, in many ways, worst mecha anime ever made, yeah. is also a lot of fun because it is one of the worst mecha animes ever made it's not meant to be good it's like here are all the established tropes of mecha anime let us fuck with all of them in hilarious ways <laughs> sorry go down or not Gurren Logan. Gurren Logan does that too though say they say that's you could have fooled me with that description yeah. no it's yeah but the difference between Gurren Logan definitely fits under that hmm. but, yep. but at least Gurren Logan like hides all uh, they're making fun of uh, a uh a high-tech me uh, mech anime is that they over-the-top hide it behind a bunch of uh, inspirational comments and, and uh, witty aspects. They turn the fucking moon into a space station. Exactly. Not a space station, a rocket ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Forgot to, add, forgot to add the comedy, too. 
I yeah. <laughs> that show did give me my favorite motivational phrase. Don't believe in yourself. Believe in me who believes in you. Okay, Kamina. I use that phrase far too often. <laughs> oh, jeez. So anyone got right. any last thoughts for this topic before I close it out and go to my oddly specific to me news? Uh, I think I've I think I've about run this one out. <laughs> I'm kind of worlds so, out as well, so go yeah, ahead. I have to say, we think we we actually did cover some interesting topics, gave some brief history of some stuff pe- some people may not know about, and actually kind of honed in on a video game that we'd actually all love to see. Yeah, so, this this actually went better than I thought it was going to. So yeah, yes. <laughs> I was kind of expecting this to be like, "Fuck, I'm gonna have to edit so much umming out of this bullshit." <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so returning to news quickly. The um, new Destiny expansion has accidentally been leaked. It's called the fucking Rise of Iron. And Lord Saladin has a bitch ton of wolves around him. And he's got a giant flaming axe. And fuck yeah, Destiny's back! <laughs> <laughs> Screw every other video game ever made! I don't even play anything else anymore! Back on the menu, boy. Jeff has a PS4! I should buy him Destiny! <laughs> oh my god. He has no idea. (laughs) Jeff already has a mistress since she punishes him nightly. Jeff should play Destiny so I can complete the recruit a friend bullshit quest line. (laughs) Oh god, I do not want to get a Destiny. You're doing it! Oh. oh no. You've given in to the PS4. Give in to your Destiny, which is to play Destiny. I probably shouldn't get a PS4 then. (laughs) You should get a PS4 too, so you can also play Destiny. Join the Wicked Few, the official (laughs) SWS clan in Destiny that is made up of four Smurf accounts and me. Oh no. (laughs) Because fuck clan requests from other people. (laughs) Fair answer. Fair enough. But yeah, that's your Destiny news of the week. Yeah, I knew we were forgetting something yeah. up, up at the beginning. <laughs> I'll get that heroin needle ready again. Get that cure destiny juice going. We just can't get away from the drugs these last couple of weeks. I'm sorry. Like, this has basically been like games Charlie's mad at. Charlie played World of Warcraft and that sweet, sweet loot shooter action I'm so addicted to. That loot! <laughs> I... Yeah, that loot. Say so you don't even know that. That loot! <laughs> that loot. Yeah. This gun fucking sucks, but I want it anyway. Why? Because I can sell it for basically useless currency. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tie me off. Mm. Oh, uh, give me some only, more guns. If only you knew back in the back in the day, Diablo three used to be able to sell their rare equipment for real money. I don't want that ever. Like that's the thing. <laughs> I I want to be like. Fuck yeah, I put in like a billion hours to get this fucking gun. How'd you get I fucking bought it. Fuck you, lame-ass motherfucker. <laughs> That's why I got kind of mad at Warframe. I'm like, no, I'm just going to buy this. Why? Because the process to obtain the base things I want is shitty. <laughs> oh. Now the game is fun, because I have a few things I wanted. Yay! Well, <laughs> yeah, that does it, I think, for this week. And obviously the most important thing is the last thing we talked about. Destiny expansion, <laughs> fuck yeah. And loot. Lords of Iron. Uh, Rise well, of Iron. Yeah. Before we have to close on the sound of Charlie drooling on himself, <clears throat> good night, everyone. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 
Uh, yeah, that's that, that does it for the week, I think. <laughs> Thanks for having Check me, guys. Check out the channel and shit. We post lots so, of do stuff. Do you have anything to plug? <laughs> channel. Yeah, nah. I'm to plug the channel. Right. I got nothing to plug just yet. I'm, uh, I'm... Oh, I meant Joe. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no, I got stuff to plug. <laughs> I, always... I mean, this is Joe. He is the best Joe that ever was a Joe. <laughs> I don't know. I've known some other pretty good Joes. I'm not sure how this Joe stacks up, but he's acceptably okay. He is deadlier <laughs> than those Joes were. He is. He does a great Annie impression, too. No. <laughs> no. Fuck. No. But yeah, uh, as always, we have lots of content coming to the channel. We may start streaming at some point. I'm gonna say that every week. <laughs> if we feel like I get around to doing it, I got no fucking clue what to stream. Um... I know I said some new content would be starting this week, or the week we're recording this in. I lied. <laughs> It'll be coming the week this is up in. Sorry about that. <laughs> I didn't feel like editing the new thing. Slash, I had to make a bitchin' intro for it. I hope you enjoy. <laughs> I have a real job again. I'm not, like, just working on the channel 24-7 now. Yep. Well, yeah. Congratulations, I... by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Um, any words of wisdom or final thoughts from you, fine gentlemen? Make a good Ghost in the Shell game. Play more yeah. league. <laughs> no. 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 That's right. No. Oh, thanks for having Jeff me. Jeff owns oh. PS4 now. He will bend to my will and play Destiny. We all know it to be true. Oh, 